right, let's get started. All right, hey, welcome everybody. Let's we leave start my off. hair alone and let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> we like to start off with a brain teaser, and last week I was incorrect in mine. That's correct. And you've been, been in, correct. You've been incorrect forever. Yes, I've never gotten one right, but I don't think you're going to get this one right either. Well, okay? That does not surprise and me. And so, Brad, I'm going to ask you a question about Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. You and I were actually just talking we about were. Jolly Ranchers. You like the blue ones. I love the blue ones. And, and I'm not a Jolly Rancher fan. Yeah, you don't like hard candy. I'm say. not a hard candy fan. Yeah, and that's okay. But I wanted to ask you, so we're talking about a five-pound bag of Jolly Ranchers. Mm-hmm. How many Jolly Ranchers? How many ounces are in that? No, <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, four. <laughs> How many Jolly Ranchers are there approximately? In a five-pound bag. In a five-pound bag. I get some leeway, don't I? I'll give you within five. Wow. Because That's I'm assuming awesome. they're within five. Five-pound bag. Five-pound bag. I'm going to say 245. 245. You are about 100 off. 345? 375. Ah. Yeah, I said about 100 off. Well, yeah. 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 Hey, so, Courtney, thank you so much for telling us it was sunny today. That was something that was good. That was that good. That was a good day. Yes. Yes, yes it was. So, it's hey. nice to have some sunshine. I wish it'd just be warm, too. Yeah, me too. So there you go. Yeah, well, hey, go. everybody. Welcome to Generationally Speaking. My name is Brad Maddox, and I'm the lead pastor here at Crossbridge Community Church. This is my good friend, Mr. Jordan Chitwood, who happens to be the young adult pastor right here at the Crossbridge Community Church. Oh, I do happen to be in. Are we saying it's the, the. Like, kind of like how colleges exactly. say this the. is the, the. University oh, yes. of Michigan? Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, well, hey, everyone, thank you so much for being with us tonight. This is something we do at 8 o'clock, or if you're listening on Spotify and iTunes, thanks for tuning in. We are in week number two of our series as we are studying Romans 12. Right. A powerful chapter that has a lot of great content in it. And even last week as we finished up, I'm glad we only did two verses last week. Because we we just talked and talked and talked about it. Yeah. And we still didn't even really scratch the surface. No, and and there was so much powerful stuff in there. And the whole, honestly, the whole book of Romans is like that, but especially this chapter 12. Yeah, and so tonight what we're going to be looking at is Romans 12, verses 9 through 16. And some of the things that we're going to be talking about is this idea of honoring others above ourself. We're going to be looking at uh, not repaying evil for evil. Uh, There's some tough stuff here tonight. Blessing those that persecute <laughs> us. That's crazy. Things that we, uh, one, don't really like to do and aren't very good at doing. Absolutely. So. And so Paul really uh, hits us with the hammer on this one. Exactly. So why don't you kick us off by here reading. Here we go. Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 13. In the New International Version, in case you're wondering. The NIV. Here's what it says. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, and practice hospitality. Well, that's it. It's been good talking with you all night. Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's powerful five verses. Yeah, because we don't do any of that. No. Well, I mean, we like to think we do. I like to get... Like to think I only do it because I get paid to do it. Yeah, there's some truth to that. <laughs> there is some truth to that. So hey, tonight what we uh, you know really wanted to wrestle with is kind of this concept that um, you know as we were talking a little bit about preparing for this is um, what's evil clinging. Yeah, to that. and 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 we talked about this a little bit earlier today. Is yeah. you know how do you cling? You know, it says it, it actually says here. You know. What, where is it? Clinging, cling, yeah, cling, cling to what, cling is, to what good, is good. Hate is what, what is, is evil. evil. Yeah, cling to what is good. How? What does that mean? And how do we do that? Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, for the no-brain answer, 
uh, what a lot of us <laughs> don't like to do is we like to stop right there. Yeah. But did you know that if you read verses in context, it's amazing it, it's what amazing happens. It's amazing because it shows you everything. Yeah. Honestly, the next five words are what? They say, uh, not five words, it's seven words. Be devoted to one another in love. And, you know, and, and we talked about this today is that we've been talking so much about loving others, loving oh, others, yeah. loving others, loving others. And there's got to be some people out there saying, do they talk about anything else besides loving others? Money. Uh, money, <laughs> because Jesus talked about loving others and money, and, and that's money. basically what we've been talking about. Yeah. But there, it, but it is true. But oh, but man. again, how you know when you go back to that, how how do you hate evil? What what are some of the things? What when yeah. it says hate evil, what's that mean, and how do we cling to good? Yeah, I want to give us a few practical ways. Like, what is Paul writing about? He's writing the church in Rome. Um, I want to give us a few things of how do we know what is evil and what do we know is good? Because I think everybody has their own objective list of what's evil. Yeah. Some people think, you know, in politics, the Democrats or the Republicans <laughs> are evil, depending on who you support. Right. Um, some people believe either North Korea or China are evil, mm. or some people believe those that murder, etc. Um, what? But those are all either some are objective or some are subjective. Right. They depend on what it is. And, right. And so we have to go to a subjective source, okay? And mm-hmm. so let's just, since we're Christ followers, we follow the Bible. Right. And so to look at a few examples, you know, First uh, Kings fourteen nine says uh, that idolatry is evil, so chasing after other gods. And we talked about this last week, but I we think did, it, yeah. it, it, it's good to say again is we have sometimes I think in the Western culture this different idea of idols. Oh, we absolutely. We think about idols in the ba- in, in the Bible, and we think about these little statues, these things that the golden calf, the golden calf, thirty two. You know, and you think, well, you know, we wouldn't ever worship something like that, but you might worship a golden calf. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, if it's seared just right. You I know? Know. <laughs> <laughs> but That's funny. but there is you know we have idols in our lives. It's just different Absolutely. than what it is. Anything that gets in the way of, of us you know being totally devoted to God oh, can yeah. be an idol. Yeah, and one of what we talked about last week was money and sex, yep. especially for my generation. Yep. That those are our two biggest idols. Yeah. And then I think you had talked about, about arrogance and arrogance, pride. Yeah. And yeah. pride, you know, it, it, family can be idols. There's all kinds of things that can be idols, and, and so we've got to not just limit it to. Uh, what what we picture in the Old Testament exactly. of being idols. Yeah, and so one of the things that Paul writes about to hate evil, or, or First Kings, sorry, says is that idolatry is one of those areas to hate and to cling to what is good, which would be rather than pursuing idols, pursue just God. Um, another example, though, that he gives, or that the Bible gives, not just in this, but uh, I think it's Ephesians 4.29, also talks about building each other up with your words. Yeah. And so one of the things to hate would be the opposite, uh, which is tearing others down, and that comes from Psalms 50. And, and we and we do that in so many different ways oh in gosh, our culture. Yeah. I mean, you know, just sarcasm. You know, I'm fluent in sarcasm. It's one of my really? spir- it's one of my spiritual Me gifts. Me too. You know, and and we do, and 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 there's times that that's fun. Yeah. And and and, and it's you know that everybody's joking. It's not that big a deal. But there's many many times. And I would say more often than what we know that sarcasm is really what we're doing is tearing, making ourselves look good, tearing someone else down. Yeah. Well, and even like a hint of. There's always a hint of truth in sarcasm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same with jokes also. And so one of our favorite authors, one of my favorite authors, talks about if you ever want to know if someone's joking or if there's truth behind it, then just watch the eyes. You know, like watch watch the emotion behind what they're saying and stuff. And um, if we're being honest with ourselves, every joke, every bit of sarcasm hides a bit of that truth. Yeah, we, uh, my small group is actually doing a, a, a study on the words, you know, out of James you know, mm. and how powerful words are and things. And one of the things that, that the speaker said was that there is no place in sarcasm in, me- in marriage. Hmm. Zero. None. Wow. And, That's powerful. Uh, yeah, and, and, and you know what? How guilty uh, are 
am I of that? Are we yeah, of that? Same. And, and, and it's been kind of laying heavy on my heart since, since yeah, I've, I've heard that. Yeah, and you know, that. that actually makes sense because if you've got, especially if you are dealing with unhealthiness in your marriage um, or communication issues, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the things that drive me crazy with Marissa is when she's being sarcastic towards me, and I'm almost positive, vice versa for her, oh, sure. of where you already are a little bit tense. You can sense the tension, and then you just make that jabbing comment that you're joking right, about, right. but it tears others down. Yep. Um, another area that, you know, when we're looking at, okay, what is Paul talking about? Hate what is evil, love what is good. And you've already hit on this, and that's the idea of arrogance and pride. Right. And that comes <coughs> in so many verses in the Bible, but this one specifically is referenced from Proverbs 8.13. Yeah. And, and here again, you know, as, as we're talking about generations, I think this is something that, that uh, my generation really struggles with because we've been there, done that. Yeah. You know, and, and well, we've got mm. so much more wisdom than what you young millennials do, you know. We're and so, so young. <laughs> and, we, and we have that, that, that arrogance of we know what's best. And, and it comes across as judgmental sometimes. It comes across as legalistic in, in the mm-hmm. Christian world and things. So I think it's something we've got to really be careful of. Yeah, but I think the flip side is also true for my generation and what younger generations are going to struggle with because so many of us are creators um, and visionaries and uh, lack of patience often mm-hmm. is the pride of, okay, well, we're just going to do it our way. We're not going to look up. We're not going to listen. We're not going to learn from the past. Because, and, and again, it, it's a blend of the two. You know, it is, th- yeah. There is some experience that, that my generation has that, that we've been through. We've seen things yeah. that you guys haven't have and, 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 and have experienced things. And so, yeah, there is some wisdom of in there <clears throat> as long as it's, it's done right by us and and yeah. Just like what you said. I think it has to be humility on both it, absolutely. sides. Absolutely. And that's how we'll continue to move forward. Hello, Daryl. Thanks for saying hello, man. <laughs> hey, another thing, last thing that we want to talk about, and this covers kind of a huge variety of, actually, as I was looking for verses on this, uh, something to hate, Mark writes about in seven, chapter 7, kind of just gives you a list of actually says, these are the things you should hate. He lists off, uh, uh, where is it, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. And the list could keep going on <coughs> yeah. and on and on. And, and some of those words, you know, you know, you know, like we hit adultery, greed, and think malice and things like that. Um, I, I think one of the things that we deal with a lot in our culture is envy. Oh, that's a huge you one. Know, and An underrated topic. <laughs> yeah. We and, could do a and, series on You know, exactly. And, and that's where even social media because whenever we're on social media, we put our best foot forward. Oh, you know? don't we? we? We have this this perfect life that we like to show with all our pictures and places and, yeah. and, and things that we're doing. When it, And then we compare our lives with somebody's highlight reels. Oh, absolutely. And, and we can start envying you know, what, they, what they have and what they're doing and things like that. So we've got to be very careful with that. Very careful. And so what I think Paul is really hitting on for these first four verses is talking about this idea of what does it look like for you, again, to put others' needs and desires above yourself. Yeah. I mean, even the things that we read in the Bible of things to hate, it's all self-centered focus. It, it is. And, you know, and, and again, we've been talking about that. We almost think like, like we've been talking about it for forever, but it is so crucial. You look through the, the New Testament and, and what Jesus warns us about, it is and tells us to do, it's all about others. It's about others. It's about others and, and how we are supposed to die to ourselves None of us yeah. wants to die to ourselves. Our culture tells us not to die to ourselves. Our society yeah. tells us not to die to ourselves. That you deserve this. Exactly. You're entitled to this. Yeah. You, you, you should you know, go for this, and, and that makes you better. You yeah. know, that, that makes you the person. And, and Jesus said, no, that's not how my economy works. Yeah, and I thought that's so cool. That's not a kingdom economy. I love that. This idea of, uh, again, we talked about you're allowed to pursue things that are exciting. Sure. But I almost hesitate to say that. 
because then so many people just like say, okay, good, I'm off the, I'm off the hook. But it is so important that when you're dealing with these kind of topics of what does it look like to put others first, it starts with putting others first. Right. <laughs> it really does. Um, and sometimes, most, almost all the time, that means sacrificing things for self. Exactly. And then it just leads us right into the next verse. Yeah, right in the next verse. And so we're going to pick up in verse 14. If you're following along with us in Romans chapter 12, Paul writes this. A fun verse, bless those who persecute you. That's what we all want to do. Yeah, we want to bless those who persecute us. Bless and do not curse. Brad, I've I've cursed at you a couple times <laughs> in my life. I wanted to apologize. <laughs> it's all good, man. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate that. <laughs> verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. And then I love this verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position do not be conceited. Wasn't that a fun, tough pill to swallow? Yeah, and again, we'd like to close tonight. <laughs> yes, and so <laughs> on that note, <laughs> everybody, see you later. No, I think what's so interesting is, I mean, really those seven verses that we just read are all connected right. ideas. Right, Especially how he ends that. He says, hey, you are not above anyone. Don't be conceited, okay? But I think the thing that I really want to connect is the idea of blessing those who persecute you and living in harmony with another mm -hmm. are connected ideas because you can't have one without the other. Okay. Um, and so what I wanted to talk to you about or really ask you, Brad, is first, what does it mean to bless those that persecute you? Because <laughs> whenever I think of that phrase, I think of a fairy like taking pixie dust and throwing, I bless you, yeah. I bless you. <laughs> right. But what do you think Paul's really hitting on with bless those that persecute you? I, and I think it goes back to the, the whole part about loving people, for yeah. one. And when you're blessing someone, it's not, again, it's not the, you know, you're sprinkling water or what have you, although, mm -hmm. you know. They, no, pixie dust. Or pixie, pixie dust, yeah. Dust. <laughs> <laughs> or putting oil on someone or what have you. But, it, again, it, it, it's, it's that kind heart to them. It's, yeah. It's, it's relating to them. It's, it's understanding maybe where they're coming from. Mm. I think so often, especially when we're in distance, and, again, going back to social media or something that we, we don't, it's easy for us to comment when we don't know either a person or, a, or what's really going on. Until you know somebody mm -hmm. and have a relationship with somebody yeah. and understand how they grew up, how they were treated, so the baggage that they have, then you start start relating to them and thinking, oh, that's where they're coming from. Yeah. And and so now we're empathizing. Empathizing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we have empathy towards them <laughs> because now we're, we're, we're on a connected basis of, of relationships. So then, yeah. then we, we can bless them in that way. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. And it, it drives me to ask you the question, how how difficult is it, and you can be as vulnerable as you want, how difficult is it for you to pray for those type of people? This is something I had to learn to do. Hmm. And and um, there's a couple of instances that really come back. We've talked about, you know, being hurt by the church before. Yeah. And there was a couple of ministries that I was involved with that, that, that uh, crushed my heart and crushed my soul. Yeah. And yet they were still doing good things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I didn't agree with some of what had happened or, or directions or what have you, but and it took me a long time to get to a point knowing that I knew that I was I was becoming to terms with that when I was actually starting to pray for them. Mm. And honestly, at first it was not honest. I knew I was supposed to, so I just started praying. But there hmm. got to a point that I realized there was something switched in me that, hmm. you know what, I really mean this. Yeah, that I I, cool. I do want God to still bless them. I do want God to still work through them because that's that's what we're we're after anyway. Yeah, and and what that does it, it's letting go of my pride. Yeah, it's letting go of my hurt. Yeah, and 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 the things that that I want to get even. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what Paul's been talking about. Exactly. And I think it's important for you if you're watching and you're hearing that, that it is so important to know that when we are praying for others, when we are blessing others, walking with others, even gifting others with, with things that hurt us, those that do hurt us, those that uh, persecute us or, you know, are mean to us, etc., we don't do so with the mindset to, like, change them. Right. Okay, like, I'm doing this <laughs> just so that they will change their actions. Right. Like, I'm going to pray for their heart to be changed. I'm going to pray for their, uh, man, this Johnny, he's, you know, doing A, B, and C. I pray, God, that you smite him or mm -hmm. change him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it has to come from a God. I just desperately want your creation to find hope in you. And, and you want them to have a right relationship exactly. with others and, and with God. Exactly. And I think part of that is also praying, God, fix my heart, too. Absolutely. And that's part of the second thing that we're <laughs> going to talk about is yeah. this idea of, um, this idea of uh, you know, living in harmony with one another once we get through that. Um, what is a few practical steps yeah. uh, that we can give people? We already talked about one of them. Uh, but what are a few practical steps we can give people who are struggling to live in harmony with those who are just so different than them? Yeah, I didn't listen to the last part of that question because I was answering it in my mind. That's okay. <laughs> you barely listen to anything else anyway. <laughs> you say. Um, I, I think part of the, the, the things we have to do, that some of the next steps we have to take is is we got to understand that, that it's part of it is just our pride again. Absolutely. You know, that, that, that we're being offended, what have you, because – it's about us, and then mm -hmm. we've got to break that down. And instead of s pointing out to somebody else how wrong they may be, we've mm -hmm. got to look at it and say, where, where is, it, is it in my life that I'm having an issue? Yeah, acknowledgement. And before I go to them and say, hey, here's your problem, I've got to figure out what my problem is first. Yeah. And how much of my baggage is actually relating. Because it's so much easier. Oh, I can see, that's a good I can word see problems in your life much easier than I can see problems in my life. Doesn't Matthew write about this? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> see how I just lobbied that up to <laughs> that you? Was, that I was, think Matthew was, writes about that this. That was very good. I believe it's in... Let me look here. Seven five. Wow. You know, and we were it, almost on the same page. Exactly. And he talks about you know taking the log. I've actually preached on this, and, yeah. and it was very humbling. Hmm. And, and it is because a lot of people say, "Well, you can't judge me." Well, honestly, Matthew, a little bit later, does say that yeah, you can judge, but what you got to do first yeah. is make sure that you're coming from a pure heart, that you have taken the steps of getting the log out of your eye, the the, mm -hmm. the things that 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 are a problem with you, and then you can go with a sincere heart. Out of just what you just said, out of love for that person, wanting them to have a a, a, a whole relationship with others Absolutely. and God. Yeah, I don't know if you can have an honest relationship, living in harmony with people, unless you recognize that you're always going to have to sacrifice your logs. Yes, like it starts with you exactly. And when and we never want to start with us. We want uh, to start with the other person. Yeah, if they and would just change their ways. And that's <laughs> true in marriage. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and and I think that's part of the issue. And again, it's it's that dying to your to others. And and before you go, say what 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 do I own in this? Yeah, and I think there's two extremes to this. Actually, I think the first extreme is the mindset. Well, I've no, nah, there's not a log in my eye. It's all other people. Right. And then there's the individuals that say I can't start serving other people until I fix my baggage. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Sure. I yeah. think that there's both of those extremes, and I think it's got to be a once you acknowledge the logs, keep taking steps in those directions, but that shouldn't prevent you from loving other people. Absolutely. It should not prevent you from using your gifts to serve one another and live in harmony. Yeah, and one of the things we talked about was praying for others. And, yeah. And, and here's what also happens is that a lot of times we, 
and you, I think you alluded to this, is that you want to pray for somebody hoping that they're going to change. And what you'll find is that prayer doesn't change them. It changes you. That'll preach. And it, it changes your heart. I knew where you were going with that. Like <laughs> yeah. six words in, I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. this is going to slay. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that has happened to me because so you, you think, well, I am. I'm going to pray that they're going to yeah. change and they're going to see their evil ways and they're going to, you know. And all of a sudden you start realizing that it's it's your heart that really needs to change. Oh, man. And I think that's maybe one of the things that drove Jesus so insane when he was working with the Pharisees. And even yeah. his disciples, his disciples didn't get it, where it was like, no, 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 no. Stop self, self-centering self your focus and start other-centering your right. focus. And how many times, that, and we, I think we had this discussion today in staff meeting a little bit, is how many times that you realize that, that I'm being selfish and even oh, things. Absolutely. You think that you're thinking of others. Yeah. But when you really look at it, is the, intentions, it, it yeah. the intention is actually this benefits me. Yeah. It doesn't benefit the other person. In reality, whatever I'm hoping for them is actually benefiting me. And so I'm selfish once again. Absolutely. So if you're watching with us tonight, what's one of those? And again, this might be something a little bit too vulnerable to share. You could even put the word pride <laughs> or greed or envy. What's one of the logs in your eyes that you struggle with? You can either comment down below or send us a private message so we know how we can be praying with you. The last practical step we want to give might be one of the hardest <laughs> to yeah. monitor. Yeah. Because again, back to our intentions thing, you want to make sure your intentions are good in doing this. And that last step is have an honest and pure conversation, conversation. with the individual, if it is like a in person relationship. Yeah. That you are struggling to live in harmony with. And this is one thing that I th- you know, you and I differ a lot in this area mm. because you you are masterful at at um, masterful at confrontation masterful yeah you you've gotten very good at conf- confronting people in a loving way not I you don't do it all the time brad i just want to let you know i appreciate that i i he said i was masterful <laughs> <laughs> i'm still I, stuck on that one i i hate confrontation of any kind mm, yeah. you know i i would rather ignore it shove it under the rug barb will tell you she fought with me to all the get condiments on your burger when they get put on <laughs> exactly this guy would rather scrape off all of the condiments on his burger that, that he didn't ask for yeah rather that, than that, go up and yeah, ask them to remake it in our relationship she would she got to the point that she would force me and say we're not we're not mm. you know shoving this under the carpet we're going to yeah. talk about this and yeah and in, a, in a loving way but and and so how do you do that yeah for me, it is so because there is often tension and friction uh-huh. in the relationship, and I feel it. It means more to me to have the harder conversation. Um, but I've also I also study. This can sound so weird. I love to study people and how people respond in the past. And if that relationship's there, I usually read how people react in certain ways. And I also have gotten to a point where, <laughs> how I want to say it is usually too extreme mm-hmm. and it's going to be received better if I say the dumbed down version. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah. So less is good in confrontation. And, and my and my guess is you've learned that through experience of doing it the wrong absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I've seen you grow so much in that. You yeah. know, now for those of you who don't know, I've known Jordan I just had to fill out a thing. I've known Jordan for what, fourteen years now. Oh since man. you were nine years old. I know, it's crazy. And, isn't and, it? and to watch you progress in that has, yeah, because you know, there was time that you just ticked everybody off. Yeah, well I think it was honestly <laughs> true. I think it was honestly sophomore year of college, something really started to hit with me. Yeah. But then it was really my senior year that I started to really focus on my personality and others' personalities. And so really the last three years in confrontation, if you can get to the point where saying not everything I want to say 
is important. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's what I've had to get to. Not everything I want to say is important. What's the theme? And this is actually how I do sermons too. What's the one line I want to get across? And what's the nicest way I can say that without sounding like, well, welcome aboard. We're so glad you're here for airlines. Let us know if you need anything. <laughs> you know how airline people always do it, but yeah. you're just like, they don't want to be here. Yeah. You know, yeah. how can you say in a humble way? Um, and the, the way that I do that is asking questions. Yeah. And that's the that's biggest good, that's thing. That's good stuff. Asking questions. And, and what we're honestly talking about here is EQ. You know, you've heard yeah. of IQ. Yeah. And this is just an emotional. Emotional quotient. intelligence. Yeah, it's emotional intelligence. And it's something that, that, you know, IQ, you can't get really any more IQ. You can't really study to be better IQ. Your IQ is your IQ. My IQ is, exactly. yeah, it's, it's not But your EQ, you can actually get better at. Yeah. And, and that is what will get you through life more than anything else. Yeah. And there's books about that. We can talk about that. Yeah, we have a few books that, that Bruce has given me to read and stuff. Yeah. If you can grow in your emotional intelligence... It'll revolutionize your marriage, yeah. your singleness, your relationships, Everywhere. your family. Workplaces, your oh kids, you name it. Yeah, and so it's so important that you have those conversations. Um, but doing so, again, less is more, mm -hmm. and honesty is good. But, again, you have to value the relationship. Right. I think that's what also and, matters and, and a lot that's, to that's me. what it comes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's about your heart. Again, yeah. preparing your heart to have those, those confrontational conversations exactly yeah. yeah and so hey thank you so much for joining us tonight we hope that it was beneficial for you as we studied it was through beneficial the first for 16 me. verses was it yeah oh that's there you so go. good man. that's so good um <laughs> thank you for so so much for tuning in this sunday we are i am actually wrapping up yeah. our shattered series and so we'd love to see you either at nine o'clock or 10 30 next thursday we will be here we might be a little bit tired because it's our staff retreat oh that's right uh, we're gonna eat a lot of food have a lot of good talks and play ping pong it's gonna be <laughs> great so uh join us next thursday at eight o'clock and if you join us for just half the video you can catch us on spotify or itunes for the rest have a great rest of your evening we will see you on sunday it's we time for us out. to go have dinner it is time for us see y'all <laughs>